Hello, San Diego. I'm Paulina Salazar. And I'm Brooke Hancock. Welcome to San Diego Biz Babes, where we aspire to inspire. Hi, guys. Welcome to Biz Babes. I'm Brooke Hancock, and this is... Paulina Salazar. And we are with Kimberly and Kaylee, the owners of Travel in Chic. Hey guys. (laughs) So guys, tell us a little bit about what made you want to start Travel and Chic. What's the backstory? So I feel like it's a little bit of like serendipity. Um, Back when Kaylee and I were in our young 20s, we quit our jobs and we (laughs) traveled to Europe for about a month. And we went to Paris, we went to Barcelona, we went to Rome, and we kind of just fell into it. Um... Kaylee, it was her first trip to Europe, and she would pack literally like three <laughs> suitcases full I'm of like a bit shoes over the top and Fine. purses. And so every time we'd go out, she'd always like have, she'd come back and be like, "I need to change my purse." And I'm like, "Literally, this is so frustrating. Like, you don't need to change your purse every time." But I did. Though. I needed a new style. <laughs> you know, it's it vital. Yeah, yes. we had like outfit. eight different flights mm-hmm. um, in that month, and each time we're at the airport, I was like, "I seriously don't like you," because I had to roll her suitcases <laughs> for her. Yeah, and we were in Rome, and we kind of just. We were having like dinner and just with our friends and we were kind of creative talking and we kind of just came up with the idea, like what if mm-hmm. we had a purse that was just adaptable and that converted from day to night, every day, all mm-hmm. day we could use. Mm-hmm. And it started like that and then we were like, okay, well that's a fun idea, but we have no money. Like I was in college <laughs> studying psychology, she was doing her own thing. We just, it was kind of just a far-fetched idea and I was like, let's just pretend, let's not let money hold us back, like, let's just pretend we have the money and mm-hmm. just start designing and having fun with it. We needed a creative outlet, so we just started going for it and one thing led to another and it's been a fun journey so far. What was your guys' first initial step towards it? Like you guys were like actually like sketching out or like what um, was it? Neither of us are artists, so we weren't like pen to paper sketching, but just digitally designing mm-hmm. okay. and then pulling inspiration from other things mm-hmm. and kind of mm-hmm. curating our own style just from pulling ideas and then we literally just got like swatches of materials. We went to like furniture stores <laughs> and would like pull certain leathers and styles so we could get like a visual idea of what we were going for and then yeah steps just led to another we ended up meeting the right person that allowed us to go overseas to meet manufacturers and yeah it's been it's been crazy we tried for about eight months to um, search online and through alibaba and we would order like different samples and tell them like this is what we want we would be up at like three in the morning contacting Mm -hmm. and having conversations with them the time difference and everything in china and we just never got anything that we wanted back Mm -hmm. so but it was i think i will say that people get very discouraged when something doesn't go right at first but i will say that we definitely had to go through that process Mm -hmm. in order to really like creatively establish what we wanted so although we didn't get exactly what we wanted through the sampling process it was really something that helped us prepare for when we did go over there we knew exactly what we wanted and what we didn't want kind of how things operated Mm -hmm. so can you guys share with everyone what like I guess with your full-time whatever you guys were doing at the time Mm -hmm. like emerging this how did you guys manage that you said you were up till three so yeah you know when did you start work-life balance is a real it's a real struggle sometimes well for me um because she was babysitting so she actually got to go back into her job after a Mm -hmm. while but I literally quit my job (laughs) And it's funny because I didn't tell my parents at the time. And when I came back, um, 
I actually, like, came out of my mouth, and my parents were like, you did what? Oh, no. So I had a little bit of money <laughs> saved, and so I was living off that for a while, so I was okay with being up at 3 a.m., but we needed to move fast because I was like, I need mm-hmm. to figure out something. Yeah, <laughs> this process, please. For yeah. our listeners who don't know, can you tell us, like, exactly what Travel and Chic is, mm. like, commercial? Yeah, Do that it. might help. Yeah, I, I totally forgot. <laughs> I skipped over that. No problem. So, basically, Travel and Chic is just, it's a brand for the female fashion traveler, but also just for everyday wear. We've kind of established that it's your everyday travel bag. So, whether you're traveling to the store, to Disneyland, to Europe, doesn't matter. It's just a bag that's convertible in different styles. So you can wear it as a backpack, as a satchel, crossbody, handbag, and the straps just swap in just a matter of seconds. Um, So that's kind of the main thing right now, but we have other designs that will be launched soon, so... And the best part about it is for yeah. every bag that we do sell, we do give back to A21 for human trafficking. Oh, that's that's awesome. really, yeah. Oh, that's so that. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a big, huge part of our brand. It's kind of why we started. Originally, we just wanted to make like a, some sort of impact and mm-hmm. not only creatively for ourselves, but to just really make a difference in the world. And we're really big mm-hmm. on women empowerment and just kind of making a difference. So we really felt called to A21 campaign and we're really excited to be partnering with them. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> That's rad. Okay. Well, that fits, like, really well with, like, kind of uh, biz babes, yeah. like, as we were kind of, you know, inspiration boarding, like, what we want this podcast to be yeah. about, mm-hmm. you know, charity and, like, giving back to the community mm-hmm. and, like, causes like that. It, it's yeah. a big part of it. I mean, Pauline is a part of, what's it called again? It's Generate Hope. Mm-hmm. Hope, so. so actually I have an event at the end of this month but it's just to raise awareness you know we'll have like a little jar that people can donate money to but it's just kind of going towards the safe houses and then eventually mm-hmm. with real estate I'm hoping to actually give them like an actual home wow. for wow. safe houses I love that so that's, that's like incredible ultimate goal but yeah. starting small just like little mini like educational parties like yeah. i'm gonna have like alcohol food and then the speaker is just gonna come and it's just gonna be super chill if alcohol and food is there then no honestly that's incredible truly and i think it's just amazing that you're willing to go through the small steps because i think some people have such a big vision that they don't strategically know how to execute small steps to get there yeah. and yeah. seeing you guys do that is incredible and Thank as soon you. as brooke asked us to be on the podcast and kind of what you guys stood for and what it was about we immediately felt aligned with it so oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks for having us <laughs> since you brought that up i guess talk to us a little bit about how how are you guys staying so positive like mm-hmm. obviously you guys had to go through some types of struggles as you've already shared yeah. but I guess talk to us about how you've maintained it so well. Yeah, I think we've definitely gone through our hardships and we still have seasons. I mm-hmm. think that for us to sit here and say we're always positive and yeah. you know, that would be such a lie. But but I think really staying close to our faith and knowing why we're doing this and mm-hmm. you know, just having a bold and, and courage to just keep going and not giving up. I think partially we're really blessed to do it as sisters. Because it's kind of a catch-22. Like, it's a double-edged sword. Sometimes we're, it's harder because we're so raw with each other. But then at the same time, I couldn't imagine doing it with anyone else and knowing that you just kind of always have a support system. Mm-hmm. And then in turn, just really knowing why we're doing it and yeah. the fact that it's really something that's beyond us. We want to do it to really show females that you can pursue your dreams and you don't have to let the hurdles hold you back and also if you have a passion find 
a really important reason to do it and do it to make an impact so Mm -hmm. that's awesome have you guys felt like you know in in the struggles that you've already mentioned like any specific struggles as like female business owners like Mm. you know going across seas yeah it's interesting that you asked that I think um the first struggle for us was trying to find an investor Mm -hmm. we had many meetings with really high investors from New York and from Los Angeles and we're just you know two young females in our 20s trying to start a brand so I think Mm -hmm. it was really hard for them to take us seriously Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that we never gave up we stood our ground we were just confident in what we had to bring to the table and finally someone took a bite so yeah as females in business as you guys know there's huge barriers to breakthrough I mean business is heavily saturated by men mostly and so it's also hard because we kind of play directly into a big stereotype Mm -hmm. female fashion Mm -hmm. so being in business and trying to be taken seriously oftentimes with men it's hard especially pursuing an investment we've heard things like oh how's your little purse thing going (laughs) we're like oh our little purse thing is going great we're in 13 stores now and you kind of just want to like shut it down really quickly so it's it's been tough in that way but honestly Mm -hmm. we rise to the challenge Mm -hmm. i'd like to think we're pretty strong feminists so Mm -hmm. we're up for it yeah how did you guys end up with those investors was it just like connections or was it your research like Mm. i guess for somebody that's starting up you know some type of so i think strategy wise um, a lot of the meetings that we had we would search um, people through linkedin Wow. So we use a LinkedIn a lot huge of our connections for things like that through LinkedIn. Um, a lot of our retail mm-hmm. stores, we will add CEOs, we'll contact buyers. Mm-hmm. So we're reaching out to a lot of investors and people who are really interested. Um, but how we got our investment was kind of truly just divine. It was um, it was a blessing, honestly. Mm-hmm. We did. I I'd, I'd say that every effort you make does play into your success, and so. Same thing, kind of like the sampling, although our efforts towards pursuing investors didn't necessarily get us the investor. It was honestly through like a divine blessing and things just aligned for us. But because we went through these investor meetings prior and really sharpened our tools and got the knowledge that we needed and knew what we would settle for and what we wouldn't, that is what in turn really like established the connection for us and we have a great partner now and we're blessed he is a he's a guy but (laughs) he gets it and he's awesome and supportive so we're really blessed yeah those are hard to come by so Mm -hmm. good so (laughs) like before i guess your investor meetings would you have like when you first started all the numbers laid out like all your samples or like what what would that kind of look like as far as like presenting your your spiel to them um well one we had to have a strong business plan Mm -hmm. ironed out But in all honesty, it was a huge battle and a big hurdle to overcome because Mm -hmm. it's not something that we had. We literally had no startup capital. I mean, I was like 20 when we first started this. We I was going to school for psychology, as I'd mentioned. So really just having a business plan. But for us, the main thing was really establishing the creativity behind it and the vision Mm -hmm. and really staying true to our passion. Because it's not like we could go into the meeting and be like, we have all of these sales We've done all of these things. You know, if we were people always say, you should go on Shark Tank. And we'd be like, no, we'd be eaten alive. <laughs> so just really having, establishing a brand behind it is yeah. what really got the investor on board and they could see the direction that it was going. Mm-hmm. When you pitched it to them, did you bring up, you know, your 
passion for like sex trafficking and like you know yeah definitely that yeah being the cause of yeah and helped it did and that's not something that we were ever going to push to the side because we definitely wanted to ensure that we had a partner that had a heart for that too Mm -hmm. and aligned with our values I mean to us that's the fundamental cornerstone of our brand and we wouldn't settle just for having an investor who would give us money but wanted to take that out of it yeah so we were very upfront and clear about that initially and I think seeing us as sisters with the passion to make a difference kind of also sold the brand quite a bit we definitely had one meeting uh we were in Beverly Hills (laughs) nice gentleman good one He's on Bloomberg. Like he's a very big investor, um, but he was like, "Pick whatever restaurant in Beverly Hills that you'd like." So I was like, "Okay, That's let's typical. Let's make this. <laughs> let's make this a good restaurant." It's like a movie. But he was very good looking, and he was very charming, and he loved the idea. And he was like, "You know, um, I've. I think it was his girlfriend was the editor of Vogue. Mm-hmm. She was, yeah. and." He was like, let's get you in Paris Fashion Week and, and let's do All this these things. and let's do that. Yeah. And just, we were like, like kicking each other in our feet, like, oh my gosh, this is our dream. Like, this yeah. is everything we've wanted. And then he made a remark like, all right, well, let's take this um, to this other hotel where they were doing La La Land at the time. There was like a big, and he was like, we'll get um, an Uber together. And we'll go to the premiere. And we're like, mm, we're probably not going to leave anywhere with you. So we looked at each other and we were like, we actually have church next morning. We have to go back <laughs> we home. We have to go home. We have um, church. <laughs> and he like out of nowhere, he was like, what? And we're like, yeah, sorry, we're, we're not interested. Yeah. It's just the craziest thing. I think you really have to align with your spirit <laughs> on things yeah. and your instincts because he was like selling our dream on a platter. Mm-hmm. And although in our minds it sounded good, I think our gut and our core, I was like, why is it that he's saying everything that sounds good, but my instincts are off? Like no, I felt yeah. sick. I was like, mm, probably not. So, so we, we de- shut it down. We quickly. declined him. And it took another year mm-hmm. to find someone. So there were yeah. Sundays where we were like, man, you should have just, like, just sold out. <laughs> <laughs> you should have oh just sold God. out. No, yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. But just being in it for the long haul and knowing that sometimes you can get offered something that's your your dream, but it's really not what it seems yeah. to be and just hold out for what's going to be pure and mm-hmm. and really take you for the long run. Yeah. Good things mm-hmm. don't come easy, you know. Yeah. No, yeah. Good things like a little for. easy. A little, <laughs> a little <laughs> easy. Something's <laughs> off here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <sighs> so you guys are originally from San Diego, right? We're not. We are from a small town called Palmdale. It's actually not that small. Small town vibes, but it's very populated. Yeah, (laughs) north of L.A. So we grew up a lot being in L.A., um, but we've been here for the last 10 years, so it's like home pretty Mm -hmm. much. Yeah. How do you feel like growing up in Palmdale has affected like your business? Like how, what gives you guys like this drive? Like did your, were your parents business owners growing up or? Yes. Uh, business has always been in our family, but I think being in such a, she doesn't call it small town, but I do. Cause I, it's small town vibes, <laughs> but like technically it's yeah. really I think popular. that I, mean, I moved out two weeks after my 18th birthday and I just knew growing up like I wanted a big life and where I grew up mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. small and simple was just not for me and she did a lot of acting and modeling growing up so she, we were always in LA you know. <laughs> <We're there. You> know. <laughs> so I think we always dabbled in in like the Los Angeles kind of lifestyle and knew that we were meant for something something different so yeah but 
in addition to that, I think being kind of growing up in a place that wasn't super like fashion and you know, busy city vibes, it really grounded us in a lot of ways. Very humbling. And kind Mm -hmm. of established, like, the real, the morals behind your brand and why we want to do it. So it Mm -hmm. definitely keeps us grounded and rooted. Um, But it also can be challenging being in San Diego because, you know, we're on the up and up, and I think that there's a lot of entrepreneurs here, but at the same time, it's not New York or Paris or L.A., so trying to establish fashion here is a bit, it just can be difficult. You Mm -hmm. don't look around and see inspiration everywhere, you know, as you would if you were... There's just so York. many different types of people here. Mm-hmm. It's like way too, it's just crazy. Yeah. I get great ideas on like my new yoga outfit. <laughs> <laughs> as far as high fashion goes, it's far and few between. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, some, sometimes I walk into work and everyone's like, what the heck are you wearing? I'm like, look, you guys just don't understand. Yeah, right? Like New York Fashion Week was like just recently and yeah. I, you know, I yeah. don't get it. Yeah, it's tough. It's but, <laughs> you know, good and bad ups and downs for sure. So what would you say you guys, I, I mean, are you guys scared of anything? Share your fears, I guess. I think my biggest fear is not pursuing my dreams. Mm-hmm. My biggest fear is to, is to not be bold or not take risks and stay in a simple life. And not that that's wrong, but that's just, I don't believe it's for me, but... I think that's my biggest fear. Yeah. Which makes sense because that's what keeps you going. Yeah. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm, that's an interesting question. Um, spiders? <laughs> I was waiting for it. Um, not a huge big person on height. No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. It's tough. I would, I'd like to say that failure is a big fear, but in all honesty, it's not one of my biggest fears just because I feel like there's so much growth and learning through the process. And even if this doesn't turn into something huge as we envision or hope, I've grown so much through the journey. Um, so I kind of have a similar fear of just letting my fear is letting fear hold me back. Mm -hmm. So really just kind of looking it in the face and tackling it is, I think if there's something that's uncomfortable there, there's room for growth and you should pursue it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. What advice would you guys give to someone trying to start their own fashion line or brand? Like, you guys have been through the ringer, and yeah. I feel like you've done it right. So what would you do? Like, someone who had the idea, they're like, all right, I think I want to do this. Like, mm-hmm. what steps do you take next? <laughs> we laugh because we just made a joke the other day when we were like, you know what? If anyone asks us if they should do this, we would just say no. <laughs> but we're, no, we're kidding. No, I think for people not to be such perfectionists, mm-hmm. like when we first designed like our first bag and our first like because we were doing like journals and notebooks and stuff too and if i can like show you guys the very first notebook that we designed hideous (laughs) like i'm humiliated (laughs) like it was just so funny but we we created that and then we perfected that and then we went to something else and then we designed something else and all of these just things that we've created have mm-hmm. brought us to a bigger and better thing. Yeah. So, Creativity is a process. It doesn't just fall in yeah. your lap. You kind of have to go through the journey of establishing things. And I think also like not letting resources hold you back. Like I know a lot of people who have a lot of money and so they've started companies, but I, I appreciate that our parents could have really have helped us a lot and they totally have, but they kind of were like, we you're want on you guys. Do <laughs> you want to do this? You're on this. your own. Yeah. We want you guys to wow. be strong enough to go out and get, mm-hmm. you know, what you desire. 
mm-hmm. which I think is great because if it's something that's worth establishing, then you can do it without the support of just mm-hmm. having it handed to you. You know, you mm-hmm. should have to work for it. So we're blessed in that regard. But um, I would also say just strap in, strap in and get ready for a ride because it's not something that's going to come easy. But don't be discouraged if it takes longer than you think or if it's harder than you expected. Because in all honesty, we thought this was going to move a lot faster. But we've <laughs> set it in our mind. We and we sing the Drake song like zero to a hundred real quick. Real quick. And it's like <laughs> and actually like, years later, we're it's like, like zero to been five, very, ten, very slow. We've been very humble so through this journey. Ten, slow build. But, <laughs> so... <laughs> But honestly, just just stay in it for the long haul because we've just made it, we've set it in our mind that we are not giving up and mm-hmm. however long it takes, we're in it for the ride. So I think that's really what will set you apart. Yeah, yeah. not mm-hmm. give up. That's actually, I guess, what my next question was going to be. What sets you guys apart from other businesses, in your opinion? Similar ones that would have, you know, bags. I think that... There's a lot of competition, and I think there's room for a lot of different brands. I know that for our bags, there are certain brands that have, like, the same concept, but they could be, like, real leather going for about 800 to to $1,000. Mm-hmm. Or there could be brands that maybe are not as great quality or don't function the same way, where I think we wanted to come to a medium. And then I think also just being, like, a brand and having a story of us two sisters growing and... Mm-hmm. And doing this together, and then also with our campaign, A21, we love them, and we love to give back, and so we know this is for a bigger purpose than mm-hmm. just selling fashion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just to touch base on that, I think we really wanted to fill a gap. I feel like, like she kind of mentioned, it's either low quality and not super easily functioning or it's super quality but crazy expensive so we kind of want to we're working on elevating the brand right now we just did a photo shoot in LA and we're ready to launch a new site which will be coming in the next couple weeks um so we're really excited about it but just establishing ourselves as an elevated brand but it's still something that's obtainable for you know just the average person Mm -hmm. um not being something that's crazy expensive or over the top and and then really knowing that we make an impact I think sets us apart mm-hmm. now that you guys have gotten to this point what are your parents say are they like mm-hmm. super supportive or- <laughs> well our mom is a cheerleader she's like always over the top like I know you're gonna do it Aww. our dad is a bit um very practical very practical realistic set realistic goals he would He'd be fine if I just went to school to be a nurse, you know? He's just like, just do something that's going to make sense. I think our dad called it a project. For, for the, the longest time. Yeah. Years. He called, how's your little, he was one probably like, <laughs> how's your little project going? He's, you know, good intentions, but he doesn't, he's, in all, in all fairness, you know, he's like 60. He's not in fashion. He doesn't really get it. Mm-hmm. But I think as he's seen us never give up and keep going, just recently he actually said, Mm -hmm. like, I'm really proud of you guys, and I think you should stick with it. I think this is where it's going to really start to blossom. It meant a lot to us. We were like, finally, Dad. We are like, wow, well, we made it if he said it. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you need. No, but they're both very supportive and proud. That's great. That's awesome. Yours doesn't sound like this level, but I've known through books and stuff like that that when you're trying to build your own business or you start something new and it's kind of scary, and risky and you know there's really no income at first Mm -hmm. it's like the first people to actually like 
I guess give you advice to actually leave it end up being like your family your closest friends so it's like a very hard challenge I think so yeah it can be yeah it is. is definitely I think our parents actually like I was just talking to my dad yesterday and I was like it's hard and mm-hmm. my dad had a business and he was my age when he started it and so he was like you can't give up mm-hmm. and so he kind of compared like his story to mine and so he's like you don't think that I was nervous and had pressure he was like you got this like be strong you guys can do it yeah which means a lot yeah Yeah, and also to to touch base on that people also not just say like you should stop or give up but they love to input like their opinion Mm -hmm. (laughs) well maybe you should change the design or maybe you should switch it this way or have you guys thought about that and everybody thinks they're the most brilliant person when it comes like oh we've never thought of that we've been doing this for three years we never thought to I can't even think of an example but it's just the funniest thing so I've a lot of mentors have told us to be very weary about taking advice from friends and family and really like seeking wisdom through mentors or people who've kind of laid the path before you and you could follow in their footsteps I think that's another point of advice that I would give is to find good mentors who can yeah, can sharpen your tools in business or in creativity and marketing and design, anything, life. Just mm-hmm. have people that can kind of guide you along the path. It makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, so, like, what does – I'm so – just you guys just amaze me because you're sweet (laughs) seriously I'm like what does a normal day look like for you so this is is this your full-time gig now it is not Not okay so Mm -hmm. our days are kind of different but my days our days both start at her starts at like 5 a.m but mine starts at 6 but we work full-time and then usually we'll go home and we'll ship out some packages and then We'll go to the gym, and then I have school um, some days out of the week because I'm studying digital marketing. So I am literally, like, nonstop. Yeah, our days, I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have about a 16-hour day almost every day. Mm. And we have the, the like, we work jobs to kind of supplement and come along the way. Um, mm. But it's like working two full-time jobs yeah. because in order to start a company, you really do need to be in it full-time. So... People ask me, like, what do you do for fun? I'm like, work on my business? I don't know. I mean, that's just what we do. And we have weekends off from our day jobs, but that is really always going towards, like, building content, mm-hmm. answering customer emails. I mean, while I'm at work, I'm working. <laughs> don't tell anyone that. But, <laughs> yeah, so it's just a constant hustle. You have to really just kind of channel your grit and be ready for the, the ride. How much longer do you guys see yourself not doing it full-time? Like, What's your, I guess, what's your five-year plan, you know? In five years, do you guys see yourself cutting off that, or? If we're not like? full-time in five years, then we have serious problems. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no um, we have a six-month trajectory from this point, so. Nice. Yeah, cool. and and we're being very conscientious about it, although I think it does take a leap of faith, and that there's a balance there, you know? Yeah. So, we're... We're giving ourselves six months. We see it going very well here. We've seen a lot of growth in the last few months alone. Um, so, yeah, we're looking forward to being able to really push this full time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's so true, though. It's like you get what you put in, you know. Yeah. So the fact that you guys have been able to manage this well already and having still your other jobs, can you guys imagine what it's going to be like? like? like seriously. When you're just like full time, like 100 yeah. percent in this, it's going to yeah. be insane. Thanks for saying that, because we always <laughs> say like if I if I could just be on this from the time I wake up till the time I go to sleep, like 
I think once that point happens, we'll exponentially grow a lot faster. 100%. And it's something you guys are both very passionate about. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, if you're doing what you love, you're also giving back to the community. Mm -hmm. It's like, how is it not going to be successful? Yeah. Thank you. You know, just very sweet. All you got to do is just hustle at that point Mm -hmm. and then everything else will just fall into place. Yeah. And I just have to say, because like I know Kimberly and Kaylee and like I see them like on social media, (laughs) I honestly did not know that they had another full-time job you guys pull them both <laughs> off so gracefully and I think that's Thank you. really hard for people to do is like yeah. when they're starting their own business like it kind of explodes and like they are just a mess so like props to you guys Thank for being you. able to like mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this and this and it's gonna be fine like yeah I'm just gonna do it thank you thank you that means a lot honestly because I I feel like we feel like a mess half the time there's definitely seasons but it's all a juggling act Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. that we just have to each week and even each day just figure out okay like what is the most important thing so like sometimes our beds are not made (laughs) or there's sometimes when we're like you know what we need to like take an hour to like work out and really like focus on ourselves because we can't like get too drained or too burnt out so Mm -hmm. it's really just a juggling act yeah Mm -hmm. I think being gentle with yourself too because life is busy you know you're inundated with like a constant to-do list and Mm so I sometimes get really hard on myself if there's something on my to-do list that didn't get finished but I think just doing the best you can and realizing maybe you didn't get the car washed today or maybe (laughs) you know like there is addition this thing but just being gentle and knowing like prioritize execute strategy and do the best you can and just keep pushing Mm -hmm. yes prioritizing i definitely need to work on that (laughs) we all do (laughs) battle no but i think that is like obviously aside from your business it's like taking care individually of yourselves you know your health everything your sleep Mm -hmm. because you are your business you know you need your brain right you need your health right Mm because if you're broken then how does your business it's so true that's like the baseline for mm-hmm. sure and it just kind of all rolls into play too it's like you can't you got to love yourself first you know and then it'll like pour to everyone else mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah that's great you guys are very Absolutely. confident and it, it definitely shows in your brand mm-hmm. thank, so. you. <laughs> yeah, thank you thank you we're not sisters Whoa. or anything voice though. <laughs> um we spend too much time together yeah, <laughs> no like but right on <laughs> we do that all the time we'll do like a full sentence exactly the same it's creepy how, it. how many hours do you guys hang out like oh have you guys calculated you guys live that? together too right? we live together <laughs> we actually work the same job together oh yeah. my seriously yeah like literally our uh, we're the same person no we're we're completely different but we do everything and it's not even like we necessarily did that on purpose but our lives just have weaved together mm-hmm. we live together we work the same day job so I sit next to this person like six hours a day and then we come home and work on stuff and so that's another balance that we really have to work on because it it's challenging and a blessing we're literally like time. a marriage so like sometimes we <laughs> give each other like therapy where she's like listen when you come to work like I need for like an hour for you just not to talk to me and I'm like okay I do hey, sometimes. at least you give her a heads up that's real yeah, I'm like let me yeah, yeah. yeah thank you I'm like let me have my like, coffee <laughs> let me just relax for a minute because she'll pop in like I have all these ideas let's go through all these things and I'm like listen you need to fall back for like 45 minutes it's true but how many years apart are you guys five years five mm-hmm. okay yeah that's great yeah I feel like yeah, anything closer is a little harder me and my sister are two years apart and mm. sometimes we have to kill each other happens too often <laughs> it doesn't look like you guys do it on that level but oh 
<laughs> we wouldn't show you that here. Okay. We spend way, like, way more time together. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's awesome. I would say 80% were really, really great working next to each other. And 20%, mm-hmm. I mean, it's we're just tired or, yeah, we're just together all the time. So it's... Yeah, but that's just normal life stuff. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So what's one of your guys' fashion pet peeves? So, like, anything in this industry that's, like... Whether it's, like, people on the back end you deal with or, like, just, I don't know. Oh, that that person is, like, you know... (laughs) <laughs> okay so you're saying it could be either style wise or like personality yeah wise mm, do you have something that comes straight to mind um i guess well to get more like philosophical about it i'd say that i feel like fashion kind of has this image or demeanor of being just not that friendly or inclusive Mm -hmm. and although fashion is very it's an art and it is something difficult it does take a lot of creativity I feel like it bothers me a lot of times that if it's not something that's perfectly aligned with like what's fashion or high fashion that you're kind of looked down on a lot and so we kind of really want to be something that brings like a new light into Mm -hmm. the fashion industry like yeah fashion's fun but it doesn't have to be cutthroat i mean we could all be nice and Mm -hmm. loving and inclusive with each other um style wise i don't know do you have anything not really style wise but to kind of like piggyback off of you like in the beginning when we were selling in retail stores um i was asking one of the clerks i was like why like why aren't our bags moving as fast and she's like well I mean this is in Orange County but she's like well I mean people do come in with their designers so I was like wow like (laughs) (laughs) so sometimes it is a little cutthroat Mm -hmm. um but no a style I really appreciate style I love when people dress weird or Mm -hmm. unique or when colors don't match like tie-dye (laughs) <laughs> there it is I hate tie-dye I'll be honest I know I think it's coming back too and I'm kind of angry about it it was on t- 2019 runway oh, no. no just don't it's just fine don't. we don't need it <laughs> well that's great for me because now I can just make it at home make my designer stuff at home tie-dye yeah, let's go yeah let's I'm, you know rock it girl I'm sure you'd find a way to make it cute you're yeah. super chic all the time but mm-hmm. I'm just you know not that into it the grungy look not super into that either you know yeah I feel like I it's I guess it is kind of hard to be like oh pet peeves in fashion because like I can't tell anyone like that's wrong because fashion is yeah. so interchangeable exactly. and like per personality so and it's an expression of mm-hmm. you like if that's what you like like yeah. you do you I've I guess. literally seen a blogger go to New York Fashion Week wearing like a Spongebob outfit <laughs> and like I mean she got so much publicity over it so like I mean you can really just make up anything you want <laughs> but I think that's awesome mm-hmm. I love that yeah, fashion is fun. Fashion yeah. is fun. Mm-hmm. So you guys are in how many stores now? So we're in 13 stores. Okay. Yeah, it's it's three separate retail chains. Mm-hmm. So um, Pigment, I don't know if you know. Yeah, yes. we're in all of their locations Love here. Um, and then Blue-Eyed Girl, love the owner, awesome brand. Um, four stores throughout Orange County area, Newport, Laguna Beach, etc. And then um, we're working with Apricot Lane. They're a big retail chain. Um, they have 66 stores across the nation, so we're starting to kind of trickle in, trickle in through their mm-hmm. stores. Um, we're in about seven now. I haven't added it up, to be honest. Seven, 13. Um, we're in three different states. Three different wow. states now. Yeah. We're expanding a little bit more into some others that are on the radar. 
Um, but Apricot Lane is huge for us because they also donate to human trafficking. That's so rare. Yeah, and so that was a big part of us getting partnered with them is mm-hmm. knowing that they have really strong morals and they're rooted mm-hmm. in that. And so it's like a double impact being... Mm-hmm. And they were the company that um, I added the CEO on LinkedIn and I left my LinkedIn on and she <laughs> went on my LinkedIn and just wrote him the most like amazing, powerful message. And he contacted back and said, I want to jump on a call with you girls. I love what you wrote. And a few months later, I mean, we were in meetings with the president, the COO and, and mm-hmm. the CEO, like really, he was an amazing guy. Just saw our, wow. like mm-hmm. what we were worth and what we had. So. Yeah. So now they're kind of mentoring us and giving all kinds of introductions to all the buyers and we're doing so there's always a way. Wow. <laughs> like, listening yeah. to that, I'm, like, getting super excited. Yeah. That's real. Seriously, because, like, I am in my job, like, I help agents build their business. And, like, one of the things I teach them about is, like, the importance of LinkedIn. And, like... It's really important. Keep it teaching is that. really People good. People don't use it as an outlet as much as they should. And I think... I, yeah, I've, I've talked to the CEO of Refinery before. I mean, I've gotten mm-hmm. him to look at our our bags, and I mean, there was no response after. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got you. But I got very beginning phases. Yeah. But it's Those nice fingers, just yeah. to kind of plant seeds all around. And I think people really just try to get an email address and send an email. But people are flooded in their inbox. Mm-hmm. But LinkedIn's a bit different, and people don't always get messages on LinkedIn, and it's it's there for professional mm-hmm. networking. So I think people really need to up their LinkedIn game for sure. That's rad. Yeah. You're on point with teaching that, Brooke. Thank Good you. job. <laughs> a global mentor. So what are, what are your, what's your vision for Travel and Chic? This is going to be our last question. So like expand, like what is mm-hmm. the goal? I think that we want to kind of rename what it is to be a designer. Mm-hmm. I think that we want Travel and Chic to be something that's very fun and elegant and luxury, but it doesn't have to be so expensive. Mm-hmm. And it's a way to express yourself and give back and, you know, kind of really define who you are as a woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. And then less philosophically and more just like on a practical level, we just want to be a brand that you can go to for like every style of purse and it's something that you can take with you on a travel. It's really optimized for that. A big thing for us is making sure it's really efficient. We found a lot of purses are like super designer, but they don't even have the right pockets or it's not really like that functional. Mm -hmm. So just being a brand that's really like optimized for the on the go female, like if Mm -hmm. whether or not you're in business constantly on the go or you travel a lot or you're just kind of an active social person. We want to make sure it's something that's super chic, elegant, you know, beautifully designed, but also very optimized, efficient, and functional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's nice. awesome. Mm-hmm. So we always ask just to biz babe it out. So mm. give us your shout out, Instagram, website coming. Oh, everything. a plug. We get yeah. to plug here. <laughs> um, you can follow us on Instagram, just at Travel and Chic. Um, you can visit our website, travelandchic.com. Those are our main platforms. Um, share us on Pinterest. That's always helpful. Facebook, too, but I think Instagram and our website is the main thing. And stay tuned because we're going to be launching a whole new Elevated brand soon. <gasps> yeah, I saw yeah. you guys doing some photo shoots. And yeah, oh, it's so exciting. Oh, it's it's a winter we, When should we be looking out for this? Like, roughly when? Um, I don't know when you guys will be releasing this, but we're going to be launching in the next two weeks. So oh. we're going to start really pushing so. holiday sales and... 
Yeah, it's really exciting. We found an amazing photographer, Stephanie Williams. Um, She just completely got our vision and just was on board to make it happen. So we're really blessed to find her. We've we got some amazing models who've modeled with brands like Cartier and Bulgari and all these crazy things. So it's just something that is like a divine blessing that's fallen to our lap and through hard work, of course. But we're so excited to see how it's going to go from here because it's going to be a whole new brand at this point. Yay. And yeah. we also just want people to reach out to us. We want yeah, to meet and mingle messages. with people mm-hmm. in San Diego. Mm-hmm. So, but follow sure. us on Instagram for sure. That's amazing. <laughs> At Travel and Chic. <laughs> if I had something to rate, I'd say give it five stars. But give this podcast five stars. Yeah. It helps other people find the podcast. This is so yes, fun. This is true. Thank you guys for coming. Thank Super you for having us. It. Yeah, this Thank was awesome. So Thank you guys so much for the opportunity. It's really fun. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in, and we will see you soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Biz Babes. We really hope you can take something from this episode and grow. If you know somebody who can also learn from this, pass on this positivity and share this episode. Our guest information will be in our show notes, and for more info on Biz Babes, follow our Instagram at San Diego Biz Babes.